listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. You are now listening to Unspoken Words Podcast. Here we go. Hey. What job? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for you. I was waiting for uh, Josiah. Oh, dog. man. Ep- Episode 175, the new beginning and fresh opportunities in life, but only if you take positive actions towards your goals. Episode hey. hey, holy cow! All that <laughs> while after just running up the stairs, baby. From the diaphragm, running that one came from the diaphragm. That was double diaphragm. <laughs> That's okay. One seventy five. Hey yo, one nay. Hey yo, one nay. Hey yo, one nay. Nay, 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 nay. Hey yo, 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 yo. What's up, man? If you're listening to this, that means you are listening to the unspoken words. I am uh, your host, JCB, and to the what's what side is this? Left, left. The left of me. The Indian right. The Indian right. This side. This guy <laughs> right here. Uh, to the almost to the right. <laughs> to the left. Of me, you know him as the Pod Gotti, Mr. Randy B. Say what's up, Mahalo, 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 Mahalo. <laughs> and joining us live, virtual through Teams, we got our other co-host. You know him as Mo Hugs, not Drugs, Mr. Josiah. Say what's up, bro. Hey, all the way from up the road in Arrow Creek. Uh, hey, uh, hey. introduce your man. And all the way from Vegas, standing five foot nine and a half. Ding, ding, ding. (laughs) And a half. The native sensation. (laughs) We got Milo Smith tonight as our guest of honor. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Where's the We got to get him some lulus. That's that dangerous one right there. That's that war cry right there. <laughs> can, can you hear those? Can you hear that? Oh, you guys no? can't hear no. it? Oh, no. You'll hear it, it after wants, this. It wants Randy to do it for us. <laughs> Randy's Lulus are too powerful, yeah, bro. And it might break that connection <laughs> right here. <laughs> you guys do it. You guys do it. If you don't do it, I'm logging out. <laughs> Contract. I need them, Lily. Lily, and that makes me feel good. So, what's up, fellas? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? How's your guys' week been? How's how's Colorado Springs? Hey, Colorado Springs, man, been lovely. Uh, down here with uh, Indio Red Elk, we've been kicking it. Went to an AA meeting, went and got an Indian taco with some shredded buffalo meat. I was like, Ooh. what? Man, extra indigenous down here. But it was really <laughs> good, man. I never, had a, I never had an Indian taco with buffalo meat, so that was really cool. And, yeah, i just been cruising around with uh, Indio. He's right here next to me. Actually, he just wanted to... Sit in and take in the episode. Say he's a big fan. Really, um, said he wants to cuddle with JC. Yeah, he's a, he's, they he's can a, keep each other warm for the rest of winter. He's a flat earther. No uh-huh. cuddling. <laughs> I don't cuddle with the flat earthers. <laughs> I'm curious. Who's going to be the big spoon and the little spoon in that situation? <laughs> Permanent big spoon right he here. He wants to be. <laughs> 
Then he wants to do some forking. No, Colorado Springs has been good down here at uh, Wellbriety, White Bison Training, Mending Broken Hearts, uh, starting the process of becoming a trainer with the Wellbriety Training Institute. Man, that piece is like, I just went through a training with like other, like three, 30 other uh, individuals that are becoming train our facilitators and stuff. And it was just like a really powerful week and, um, yeah, great experience, uh, powerful things, you know, good medicine all the way around. Good Uh medicine. What about you, Milo? What's going on down your way? Just, uh, the opposite, uh, just down here sitting. (laughs) (laughs) Prayers. You know, uh, Working in, in, in different aspects, really. Um, you know, that, that entails many different things, but the simple term is just working, you know. Uh, yeah. Handling business, trying to get better a little bit day by day and uh, figure out, you know, some of the other things. You know, I was working on a video this afternoon, um, trying to figure out how to word that. You know, today's society, you have a lot of different people uh, screaming at the top of their lungs whenever you're uh, may or may not be insensitive to a certain, um, how would you say that, uh, groups or people. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, that was, uh, you know, on my, on my plate this afternoon because I were, I, I, you know, trying to do comedy in an environment that, um, you know, you guys know cancel cultures out there and all yep, that yep, stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, um, but for some reason, Indian country is in this, um, state, of we're sacreder than everybody else on earth. And, um, <laughs> it, it gets tough trying to find, you know, that line that you can walk where it, you know, obviously, uh, me as a comedian, it's not coming from a place of, uh, ill will like I'm not trying to harm anybody like I don't write jokes with the intention to you know um offend anybody yeah. I do write jokes I do write jokes when it comes to that like I have uh, insult uh notes in my book and then uh, you know I think of insults but uh I don't bring those out under you know that that type of circumstance it's not like anybody's like comedy roasting battling like that you know so um not in our genre yet but um anyway it's just trying to find that you know that line because you don't want to lean too much to the right or too much to the left you know yeah. to find that center so uh just working i should have just said see i should have just said just working <laughs> <laughs> trying to find that final uh-huh. line yeah, I, I could be that Indian guy, too, who's like, you know, oh, I want to say a few words. <laughs> I don't want to take time. And then you're up there, and then they're up there for like an hour talking, you know? Like that, that guy, too. So I got to reel it back in every once in a while. Like, That's how we are. Myself. You came to the right place. Welcome then. to the Unspoken Words Show. <laughs> <laughs> a little long-winded over here. I know, Randy says, oh, yeah, it'll only be like a half hour, bro. He said, this is our last pod. It's like an hour and 42 minutes. So, well, dang. <laughs> hey, when we, when we first started out, we said, yeah, we'll do half hour, 45 minutes. We haven't done that since 
Ever. Ever at all. <laughs> you never made it 45 minutes for an episode. Because, yeah, I think he catfished me then. <laughs> he told me what it was going to be. Like, yo, bro, it'll be quick. We'll just get it in half hour. Yeah, you know. No, you're moving here. You're part of the program. We're enrolling you. <laughs> Holy cow. We're, we're adopting we were you. Just, trying to shack up. <laughs> Not a one-night stand. Long term. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. It, hey, what about you? The um, favorite Indian podcast. How are you guys? How's your week going? It's not bad, uh, man. We had some snow just out of the blue, man. Hey, I took a nap, and it was there was fine. It was nice and warm. Then when I woke up, man, holy cow, everything was just covered in snow, bro. I almost panicked because I didn't <laughs> think I could drive the car around, but I got through it. Yeah, no, that was crazy, huh? Yeah, I wore a short sleeve shirt to work, and you know, I didn't think anything. Of, they said it was going to snow, but about four o'clock, it just started dropping. And I'm like, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I know, now it's nice again. It's yeah, nice now, again out you there. You can't even tell it really snowed yeah. like that. Yeah. It just out of the blue. Now it's gone. Then it's going to snow again this weekend. So I don't know, bro. Yeah. A lot of Indian medicine hey, out I, there. I, I, are you in Billings? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yep. Right downtown. Right in the heart of Billings, Montana. Right in the middle of Street Chief. Yeah. Country. Not a whole lot going on, though, but. Forgot I needed my uh my caffeine on the way down here. I'm like I'm gonna be late, guys. Thought you said it was your wallet. Yeah, it was my wallet. I need my wallet to get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the truth comes out. Yeah. yeah no. You're that, huh? You're that girl who's like late in the morning, like, sorry, I'm late for work, but she walks in with Starbucks. That's you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that one meme, traffic's, traffic's crazy this morning. Long line at Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was just billing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. What What should we do now? <laughs> uh, like I was saying before, man, I really like that um, – I, man, it cracks me up every single time uh, when Milo, you did that uh, that crazy bit. Uh, can you do a little bit of that for us? Is that is that cool? Oh, I don't really, uh, you know, dude. I, it's been such a long time. I know that video was. Uh, I think that video ended up like right around like two or three million views, which Ooh, is crazy. Yeah. I wish paid, even if it was like fifty cents a view. Uh, man, you know, bro, I would have been, you know, been able to buy a house. But, um, you know, if you, uh, if you, uh, <laughs> if you're watching this podcast right now and, uh, you know, that guy, that Randy Bear don't want yeah. guy, he's crazy. Yeah. If you, with the unspoken words podcast, you're crazy. you're at the well variety trading right now and you're trying to snag you're crazy (laughs) (laughs) yeah um it's kind of funny like different people ask me about different things like um you never really know what's going to take off in indian country 
uh, I, uh, I just put that one video out about uh, like ghetto resin and they got like a hundred thousand views. Um, and I just got off the phone with the guys from Rapid City, the Indian Collective program, and they were talking about, you know, we want to throw an event, want you a part of it. And he said, I watched your video. He was from Pine Ridge, and and in Pine Ridge, I was like, man, Pine Ridge is the ghetto of Indian country. That and Brownie, Poplar, like those are some rough reses, man. Like you get jumped walking down the street in them places um, by your own relatives. Right, right. <laughs> right. Like for no reason, you know, you'd be coming home from work trying to be an honest man, you know. Uh, but it, like I said, you never know what's really going to take off. Um, I did another video um, that I did. I, I, in my mind, I was like, "This isn't funny. It's just relatable." And it was the things Indians' moms said to us growing up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And like I put a wig on and everything, and uh, you know I just started coming up with the sayings that I heard in childhood, and I just started repeating them, saying them on video, and just kind of edited it together, and it got like three million views, and um, I didn't think it was funny. I thought it was relatable. That was it. But people, you know, people would share it, tag each other, all that stuff, and uh, you know. That was kind of like um, a fun little era. I had a I had a period there for like two two years where I was pushing content pretty uh, pretty frequently, and um, each video would have like success. Um, this is before TikTok days. People were just doing stuff, you know, on Facebook. Um, so it's it's really weird because uh, you'd never know what'll really take off. Like I crafted one video where it was like a really elaborate joke and put it in that format, the beginning, middle, and punchlines all the way through. And it just went over a lot of people's heads. And I'm just like, man, like, you know, was that too much of a structure? And so it didn't take off. It was like something that was a little more simpler. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, obviously, um, like I said, you never know what, what's going to do well. You know, it's kind of a learning process. Um, I, I, I don't know. That, that That's where I kind of garnered some of the online interest from people, but I was already doing stand-up and, and traveling, doing shows, so I already had the background kind of going into doing, um, like, skits and stuff online. Um, like I said, I, I've kind of gotten to a place where I started writing all these skits again. So you'll, you guys will be seeing more coming out here in the next coming couple of weeks, like uh, trying to get back to doing some of that stuff online. Obviously everybody has a uh, uh, um, TikTok now. Well, I, you guys are Montana. It's illegal for you guys, ain't it? It's, it's supposed to be, but they, uh, they put a hold on that law. So I think it's still, it's still valid right now. They're challenging that law. I'm just saying, check uh, Randy's phone and uh, see if he's got a TikTok opened up. You just tell a lot by Randy if you see, if you go uh, open up his TikTok and start scrolling his uh, scrolling uh, open his phone, scroll his TikTok. You'll see his algorithm. You'll see what he's into. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll, it'll probably it'll probably be you know a. Uh, uh, Gas station Kino videos. You know? 
Auntie's at gas station Kino. Yeah, Lucky Lil's. You know? (laughs) On Tuesday nights, they got a deal at Lucky Lil's where you get uh, two hot dogs for $2 and you get $5 free play. (laughs) They're religiously. Yeah. He's, he's platinum status on a player's card deck. You, got, you <laughs> even got the jacket for it too. Uh, earned the yeah. ja- earned the yeah. free jacket. Yeah. <laughs> They're talking about you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not even that. <laughs> what they say? He's telling us how you got your your platinum member jacket from Lucky Lil's. Oh yeah, you was there. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had to step out real yeah, quick. Yeah, with them. I went gambling with him at Lucky Lil's one time in Billings. Man, so you're hit for your $800 jackpot. I only gave me five. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even throw me a 20. Just the $5 match play? Just the $5. Just gave me the $5. There you go, bro. $5 and a match coupon. <laughs> Yeah, Adriel's got a tournament. I got to hold on to this. Yeah. Uh, go get hot dogs. Go get just a couple hot dogs in the gas station site. <laughs> I got you, bro. This one's on me. That's some good stuff, man. <clears throat> Right on. You guys feel warmed up? Yes, sir. Let's do this. All right, man. Let's do this. Let's uh, transition over to the main topic. We'll put Milo in the hot seat. So, DJ, if you're ready, why don't you hit me with that beat? Hey, yo, let's get into our topic. Hey, yo, let's get into our topic. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. Um, so this is Unspoken Words, episode 175? Yes, 175. Damn. 175. We got native, sober comedian Milo Smith in the house on the hot seat. And he's going to get into his story. So I'm going to kick it over to your favorite Indian. Take it away. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, Milo, man? Hey, thanks for coming in tonight or being on uh, live virtual episode. Um, It's an honor to have you here. And for all the people out there who may not know who you are, can you just give us us a breakdown of uh, who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff? Um, yeah, my name's Milo Smith. I'm your, uh, yeah, relative that you, uh, see coming and you try to avoid. That's me. <laughs> All right. Okay. Where are you from? Uh, I'm from the Crow Creek Sioux Tribe in South Dakota. Um, uh, I get, uh, the, the district that I come from is out in the country, you know, kind of like prior, right? Kind of like uh... way out there. Ah, uh, yeah. country boy, huh? Yeah, real country, man. Back roads, dirt roads, uh, 
there's uh, 12 houses middle uh, huddled up on the middle of the prairie out in the middle of nowhere. It's called uh, the Big Bend District on my tribe, but it's kind of near the river. Um, you know, grew up out there, real primitive. We had a wood stove, outhouse. Uh, we had to haul water. You guys remember that? You remember you had to haul water? You know, these kids got it good nowadays, right? These kids yeah. got it good. Like, you know, they could turn the shower handles and they could blend the water where it's just perfect temperature. Oh, it's too hot, you know, and turn on the cold a little more. And, uh, man, we grew up, uh, <laughs> we grew up, you had to, uh, I grew up rough, right? Old school. Yeah. Uh, we had to, uh, I, I have 17 brothers and sisters. Ooh. Right? Like, uh, my dad was a hoe. Can I say hoe? <laughs> you just did. <laughs> Beep. <laughs> my dad was, uh, uh, he was like, he was like Randy, right? With the women. <laughs> oh, ho. Yeah. yeah. Didn't have a problem. Uh-huh. He's got a problem. Oh, <laughs> He's a ho. <laughs> he was nasty. Nasty. <laughs> Hold on, what? Hold on. I'm getting a call here. I mean, how do I do this? Technical difficulties. We gotta uh, take a pause while he he talks to this auntie that just called him up. <laughs> and, uh, what you supposed to tell him? Not during the interview. <laughs> busting on the. <laughs> he busted. <laughs> not busting on the freaking. He rang it on me. I'm, not here. <laughs> I'm like, man, I, there's two other guys here. No, I'm just kidding. Josiah's right there. JC's right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah, that country. What's up? No, I like, yeah, I totally could relate. There was a point in time when, like, our pipes froze and broke. We had to use like an outhouse too, so I could totally relate to that piece right there. My my dad's always he he always put or he puts an outhouse out there and he moves it around every once in a while, but he still tries to put it out there. And I'm like, you know, you don't need that, right? And he goes, you don't know, just like you said, you don't know the pipes might freeze or whatever. But yeah, he's still got one of those, still got them out there. Yeah. Hey man, you ain't country unless you. You did number two out below zero weather. Dog, you guys remember those outhouses? They used to be, like, wooden and all that. Like, those are what you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, man, I remember, yeah, I think it was out prior. I remember uh, my my at my grandma Sarah's place, my grandma Sarah and uh, my grandpa Irvin, they had one. And, man, that thing was sketchy as hell, bro. Yeah, scary, <laughs> stinky. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go in there, but sometimes you just got to do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> but, dog, that's like, that's like life, right? Though, like, you know? Yeah, like, I didn't even want to, don't even want to sit down. You might get, like, splinters in your ass and shit. Yeah. <laughs> that old wood. Yuck. Oh. Didn't even t- what's up, what's up uh, with Mr. What? He's the one that's always commenting on our page, Mr. Red Elk. Yeah. What's up, bro? Isaiah? Isaiah? Indio. Indio. Yeah, man. What's up, bro? Nothing much, dude. I'm just glad to be part of this. Like, uh, I freaking love you guys so much. I've heard every podcast. 
Yeah, well, you're on yeah. one now. You're on it now. Yeah. So. Oh, dude, you don't even know how excited I am for that. <laughs> why, why about this, then? You introduce yourself and tell us where you're from and all yeah. that good stuff real quick. Uh, Yes, Indian Red Elk. I'm originally from South Dakota. Uh, Pine Ridge is my red, so I can agree he wasn't wrong about anything he said. <laughs> but, yeah, I, just, I live here in Colorado Springs now. Okay. All right. And you part of the uh you is he taking part in the conference and all that too? No, he just lives down there and uh works and part of AA scene and I just found out I was coming this way and he scooped me up Tuesday, right? Tuesday night. Now nah, we we went kicked it and uh definitely told me a little bit of his story and yeah, we got plans. I wanna bring him on virtually like this. Yeah, let's uh, do it. Here in, couple weeks maybe uh, when he's ready ready to do it we'll we'll bring him on have him tell a story yeah no i think that'll be dope man man it's good to meet you indio oh bro i'm honored right now like you don't even know <laughs> man that's exciting no, that, man. honor is all ours bro <clears throat> thanks for thanks for your support we appreciate it man it's good to see it's good to hear from our listeners yeah I always see you commenting yeah. on our stuff, and, and you never really, I guess, like, for me, from my perspective, is like, you don't think you're ever going to run into these guys, and then here you are, like, live in in, in a flesh, bro, and it's it's amazing to oh, see, yeah. like, Dude, you know. Like, I was telling Josiah last, or the other night, I was like, I understand that you guys are three red kids, just like me, but I have you up on such a pedestal, like, <laughs> uh, you guys have changed my life so much, just from your podcast. Man, that's awesome. I think, and, and that's really, like, why we do it, bro, is, like, we want to have that impact, you know, because it's, like, man, we want to speak life into those hopeless situations. And just to see you, like, come from, you know, like, your story, and I don't know the background of it, but, like, you know, to be, to realize, like, yo, like, doing the right thing can can do a lot of things for you, you know, and and we're pretty proud to have you here, man. I know I can speak for JC and myself and probably Josiah, but, man, it's an honor to meet you. And it really adds fuel to our fire, man. This is why we do what we do. So, man, Ooh, well, I'm yeah, appreciate you, bro. <clears throat> ah, yeah, I know. It's been a blessing to me to, like, just uh, hear part of this, Indio's story and then just being down here and being able to kick it with him. Um, we went to a, a meeting and it was packed. It was a packed house. And I was just like, I was taking it all in. And it was, uh, then we went and got that Indian taco and it was, it was nice down here. I, I like it down here, man. Kind of reminds me of Pryor. Is it? But if Pryor had a city. <laughs> yeah, there's like mountains like right there. Okay. They got some good Mexican food out there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah. But there's like, like how casinos are in Bellings, like on every corner. I think there's like a Mexican restaurant on every corner. Oh man, yeah, we got all. Yo, man, I what was it yesterday for lunch? I went to this Taste of Philly, and I got a Philly cheesesteak sandwich with green chili. Man, that was the bomb beef. Damn. That sounds mm. good right there, bro. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I think I'm going to have Indio take me back over there after this. You checking on your boy? Yeah. Yeah, no, he said he 
He was he tried forwarding the call, but it kicked him off. Hold on, I'm going to send him an invite. Where's our okay? Email? Yeah, this is his email. Uh, his email. Yeah, <clears throat> no, that's what he was saying. He's trying to get on right now. Okay, this, this is a learning experience for all of us. So, yeah, no, it's all good. That's what makes this real. Yeah. Raw. How do you like your kidneys? Raw, raw, raw. <laughs> I know you had uh, uh, you had um, episode one seventy four on here, and I looked at our Facebook, and is it one seventy five? Yeah, one seventy five. Yep. Okay. I, okay. I can't even keep track anymore. Yeah, me neither. I know we're up there. Word. You stay on the top of my Spotify still. Yeah, I know he should be on here soon. I just forwarded the email too, just in case. But yeah, man, okay. it's, it's been good. Yeah, so. Yeah, I know this, uh, man, definitely, like, it's been a blessing to be here, like, you know, well, Bridey, like, the Mecca of well, Bridey where it all started, you know, just like here in Colorado Springs, that's where Don Coyas, he first went to an A meeting here and sobered up and then started the Wellbriety movement, doing a lot of research with uh, Native American culture, like interviewing elders, talking with elders and getting their stories and teachings. Man, that all happened here, man. When I got, I went to the, the office the other day, man, I was like, starstruck to see the people working that. Yeah. Um, like meeting Kateri Koyas. Kateri. Um, I was like a fangirl. <laughs> I was just like all starstruck. I was like, oh, shoot, man, that's really her. Uh, just like how I was when we met Don Koyas when at the conference. I was just like, man, these are the people that, you know, these are people that pushing it, that, that developed it, that are getting the word out there and like, you know, and then that, that reached me, you know, that book reached me, uh, that fall of 2015 and that changed the game for me. You know, it was just like, wow, I'm really in the office where like you were began. And I was just like a powerful thing, man. I was just like really grateful for this opportunity to be here, uh, go through this training. Um, meet Indio here. Uh, he's reached out to me previously uh, through Messenger and stuff, and we've corresponded that way, uh, kind of answering his questions. Um, and, like, just being here with him, man, he's taught me He's taught me some things, too. And I, I think that was, that, was a, man, that was a great takeaway for me, to meet one of our listeners, and uh, I'm able to learn from him, too. Yes. They're keeping you busy, huh? Yeah, for the most part, man, it's like from eight to five for three days, man, and it's been intense. Putting in that work. Yeah. It's not, um, so the Mending Broken Hearts is a training, a workshop teaching you about, uh, how to, what, what grief is, what it looks like, 
from a native perspective and then how to deal with it from a native perspective, okay. um, addressing your mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, uh, a lot of like dealing with forgiveness, um, starting with forgiving yourself, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's a powerful thing. And definitely I was telling JC off air, it's like, man, the unspoken words, we got to facilitate this, uh, mending broken hearts. Cause now that I went through this training, I can facilitate the workshop. Um, and it's something that I think we should do soon here. I think he's on. Did you have to admit it again? Let me see. <laughs> I get a notification. Milo, can you hear us? I don't see anything on the screen there either. Uh-huh. Can you send him an invite? Let me see once. Should we pause? Yeah, we can probably. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. All right, we got him back. We got him back. Yeah. What happened? You just had to talk to her real quick, huh? (laughs) (laughs) The aunties start calling. We'll leave me alone, man. (laughs) One right after the other, huh? No, they weren't my aunties. They were Randy's aunties. (laughs) Randy's not answering. You heard from Randy today? You need to come pick up these kids. <laughs> it, it's his weekend. <laughs> and Randy's trying to skip out. Like, no, I, I, I don't want it to be my weekend. I got I got things to do this weekend. Real, real Indian guy. Huh? <laughs> Just headed out, dipped out. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I got plans, man. I got plans this weekend. Planet Lockwood. Here I come. <laughs> Can't switch my plans at the last minute, last second. Them kids will be all right. <laughs> her taxes just came in. <laughs> yeah, her taxes just came in, and Randy's already balling. So don't get it. Don't get these kids. I don't want them. <laughs> but yeah, you. So you were telling yeah, okay. us. You were, you were telling us about uh, where you're from and all that stuff. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about you know your 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 uh, your upbringing and I guess your um, your contact with drugs, alcohol, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Um, so you know. Uh, the, the funny thing is, you know, like I said, I was, I, I, I grew up poor and, uh, you, you know, like most of us do on a reservation. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I ended up being raised by my grandma and grandpa, my mom's alcoholism, they kind of, you know, peaked and, and, uh, the state stepped in and they took, uh, fortunately I was one of the older ones. Right. This is before like equal laws and stuff. So, you know, back in the day when you got taken taken away, like you went with white families, like yeah. right? you know what I mean. Yes. And um, so, I was one of the older kids. So I, my grandma and grandpa, they were like, "Yo, we'll take the two older ones because they can walk, they can talk, they could, you know, dress themselves. Like we'll we'll take them ones." And you know, I had little brothers and sisters who are. Um, you know, we're unfortunate who had to go into, uh, 
uh, foster care. And uh, nothing against that, right? Like, you know, I, shout out to the people who are, you know, in that type of work that are, you know, um, got to have a big heart, you know, to take in kids like in, in that aspect and, and raise them. Um, so, you know, I, I eventually got placed with my grandma and grandpa. My, my, my grandma was an alcohol and drug counselor. And so I got to know the, um, the red road approach was fairly new in these days too. Like, uh, that had um, started coming about and the curriculum started spreading throughout the, throughout the Indian country. But, um, you know, I was a little res kid running around, getting into trouble, you know, things like that. And, um, you know, my, my growing up on a reservation, you are, um, no, you know, troubles around the corner. Yeah. You know, it's on every street. And so it's kind of, um, to some degree integrated into it, it's kind of integrated itself into the part of the culture. Like it's like the hood, right. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad was a, like a, he was a drug dealer. He was the biggest drug dealer in our area for a little while. And, um, so he was a hustler. Uh, he, he, he had a, even his name, they called him con man. Like, you know, like that's a, that's a wicked name, you know. Like, you know, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a crazy story. This is true. You know, uh, <clears throat> this is how crazy my dad was. Was uh, um, he was? Uh, I was at his funeral. You know, he passed away. You know, about ten years ago, maybe a little, a little bit more. And um, the preacher was telling the story. I'm sitting in the front row, you know, getting ready to go out and and uh, bury him. And uh, the preacher said, you know, I want to share a story about, you know, Ber- Berlin was his name, but, you know, everybody kind of knew him by con man. And even the preacher called him con man, you know. <laughs> uh, he said, you know, con man came up here to, uh, to the uh, church one time. And uh, he was trying to sell a van. You know, my dad was trying to hustle a car, right, used car. And uh, so he said, you know, he he came in and he said, you know, hey, you know, you know what the church could use right now? The church could use a van. It's summertime. You know, you could load up the kids. You guys go out on the river. He said it's got a hitch on the back end of it. It's a V8, and it has got power. Like you could pull a, a, a boat with it and so you know it was my dad talking to the preacher and and the preacher looked at my dad and he said you know i i i i, I really don't want a v8 i want something that's good on gas but i could haul you know the kids around it and right there my dad he said it's a v it's it, it, it's a v6 it's good on gas and so you know just from that instant like any way that he could sell that car the, the engine side switched real fast <laughs> so he could try to sell, you know, um, so, but you know, that's kind of the part of that culture. So I learned, um, you know, that environment, uh, of drug culture, uh, growing up, you know, um, I've witnessed domestic violence, you know, I witnessed my mom get beat up by her boyfriends. Um, you know, when you see the stuff like that, like I always tell this story, uh, like travel Indian country and I go 
and, and uh, to some degree, you know, share my testimony. And so some of the things that I've um, been through, I integrated in, in my presentation. And, uh, you know, this story kind of translates across the, the board. You know, um, my stepdad was a rancher, cowboy guy, right? He used to break horses and stuff. And we lived out in the country. Now, uh, it was a different time. We didn't have cell phones and, you know, things like that. Back back then, you were lucky if you had a phone. You know, those old school dial-up phones, right? You had to, you had to remember those? Yeah, the rotary. The, the rotary, yeah. <laughs> old school, man. And, um, you know, I'm talking about that. Like, that's old school. You know, these kids nowadays, they're like, you know, everything's so instantaneous, right? Um. But we grew up out in the country like that. You know, I was kind of describing to that you guys that earlier. Like we had wood stove, we had outhouse, and we had to boil water, stuff like that. You put the put the water in the tub, right? And it, it didn't even matter, like the temperature. Just, you know, them old Indian woman, they just throw you right in, right? <laughs> just just burn your biscuit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know. Uh, you know, that's what I was saying. Like these kids got it so good, they could just turn the shower faucet, the the handle, and it's like, oh, it's perfect. You know, um, so these kids got it good. But growing up like that, old school, kind of primitive, like you know, it makes you appreciate things differently, right? Yes. Um. So you know, there's that rough beginning, but the story that I was getting to was, uh, you know. Uh, my, my stepdad being a rancher, they would take off in the town on Friday, Saturday night, uh, him and my mom. And, um, you know, they come back later on in the night, late at night, and uh, they'd come through the door and they would be drinking. And uh, they'd bring a house party with them. And they, you know, shoo us kids to a room, right? And you just go, go lay down now. And uh, so we'd be laying in the room, and you could hear that that real Indian party. In the beginning, everybody's happy, right? Everybody's like shaking hands. I love you, bro. I love you, sis. I got your back. You know how they talk like that. (laughs) And uh, they'll they'll even start playing music, right? They'll even start playing music. You know, put it put on. And and where I was from is country. Right, old school country. It'll be putting on, you know, that uh, neon moon, you know. Yeah. Um, old school George Strait and Garth Brooks, uh, you know, like that 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 type that type of country. So they'd all be and they'd all be singing along. And, and even then, like it's just that old school party music, like you know, let the midnight special. You know, they'd, they'd be singing, man. They'd be jamming. And those kids would be laying in our room, and we'd hear them. They'd all sound happy. But as the night went on, you know, things started to, um, the, the boys started to change. It started going from that happy environment. Now they were they were drunk. Now it was serious, right? Like, the tone of their voice changed. They weren't saying, like, I love you, bro. They weren't singing anymore. They, you know, they started accusing accusing other people of like looking at their woman and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> are you looking at her? 
getting real rugged like that. And um, the voices would change. You could hear it. it went from that happy giggling to like snarling, like, you know, sound like they're talking crow. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they're <real> angry. <laughs> and, you know, they're, they're, They'd start fighting, you know. They would start like you know arguing and calling each other bad names. Now, you know, they would start that that part, and uh, you know, it would be times it'd be the guys fighting, right? Times women fights would break out, and other times it would be um, you know man versus woman, the domestic violence stuff. And I just say, you know, I watched my own mom. You know, get beat up. And um, me and my sister there, we were the older ones. We'd go and pick her off of the ground, right? Help her onto the couch and, you know, try to clean her face up. You know, washcloth and wiping the blood off. And she'd be crying. And when you see somebody that you love like that and they're crying, um, you see the hurt on them. It hurts you too. Yes. You know? <clears throat> and. Uh, when you're a kid and you're growing up in that environment and you got to get up and you go to school the next morning you're sitting there and you're trying to process you don't even know what happened you know, you're scared you feel small you feel weak vulnerable you think you know hey man like you know that just happened they're big what would happen to me and um so you go to school, you probably can't concentrate, you know, you replay the images in your head and, um, maybe somebody says something, maybe you're sitting at the table and somebody just kind of like, what's up with you? You know, what's going on? Um, whatever. And some, sometimes inevitably it comes out like, you know, and Hey, Hey, they got that concept of like throwing up when you just, you know, you just blurt everything out and you get it out to release it. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you might be sitting at the lunch table and somebody says something and then you tell what's going on. Like, Oh, you know, I witnessed, uh, witnessed this happen last night. And, uh, you know, you finally say it. And then that kid that you, you talk to, they'd be like, Oh, you know, well, I happened to so-and-so over there. And then what's his name? His dad's in jail. You know, that happened over there or, you know, that happened to me. This is my, and then you start looking around and you're like, this is normal. And then you start thinking, oh, okay. So it's not just like a me thing. Like everybody else is doing this too. Like, and, 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 you know, a a thing happens is we we accept that behavior that, you know, that's the part that's sad about it is because you're just a kid. And you accept that behavior and, and, and it becomes normalized. You start looking around and you're like, this is, you know, this is uh, how life is on the reservation. And you start, you know, you just normalized it and accepted it. And uh, that behavior, that mentality becomes really a defeated way of thinking. Mm. Um and you and and it doesn't stop there because it crosses over into other areas. It leaks over into other areas. You know, you start seeing um, 
you know, and as a young man, you know, kind of the rite of passage is being a tough guy. Or are you scared to do that? You know? Yes. And uh, so you end up in, and that, that drug life, that culture on the res, that part's there too. And you can get caught in that, you know, and that was something that happened for me, um, you know, especially having the dad that I had. Uh, so as a teenager, I ended up a young man going down, going down the wrong road and um, it happened. Uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate to be uh, given a chance by creator, uh, higher power. Uh, I don't know what, you know, everybody has a, a, their own individualized approach to what works for them. So whatever that word is for you guys, you know, uh, um, whatever that connection is, whether it be the, the, the Bible, um, you know, native ways, uh, you know, Buddhism. I'm practicing trying to be white right now. You know, I want to, I want to be white. If they're always trying to be Indian, I'm trying to be white. Well, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up at the country club tomorrow. But yeah, well, I'm white. <laughs> I'm half white. No. <laughs> Good, my name Milo Smith. Milo Smith. But, um, you know, that kind, that kind of, um, you, you know, and, and the, the thing for me is, you know, with uh, some of my work, you know, uh, I want to kind of dismantle, you know, now I'm in recovery, sober 18 years. Come on. You know, I lived oh. that life. And um, so, you know, it's good to, to come on and, and hang out with uh, other brothers in this aspect because this is the line of work that I ended up falling into. You know, uh, I lived that. I lived that drug culture and that lifestyle for a while. And it got me nowhere fast. It got me in trouble with the law. Um, you know, I had to sober up. Like, you know, you, you look at me, little skinny guy, I wouldn't last in prison. <laughs> you know, you see them, uh, I got relatives that got went to prison, you know, I got, they got, and you know what they do? They, they get all buff, right? And they send back pictures. They're all flexing. <laughs> you know? Yes. It's all buff now. And I started thinking, man, I'm glad I sobered up because that wouldn't have been me. You know, I wouldn't have been sending back pictures all buff. I'm too skinny, man. You know, like, I would have been taking a picture with holding on to one of them big, strong guys. (laughs) (laughs) Holding on to them. (laughs) I got two arms. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just right around here, too, huh? <laughs> I was just like, send me some money, mom. Send me some money. I want to take me and my man on a date in here. We're trying. Uh, I got. <laughs> I got to get his name tattooed on me. Oh, stuff. That's crazy. Randy stuff. <laughs> But with like, man, that that's crazy, man. Thank you for sharing that part. Like, you know, because that's something I guess that we see on a daily basis, but we don't really know it's not normal, right? Like going through, like, I'm sure there's probably, when I put myself in that position, it's kind of like being scared of what's going to happen because it's happened before, you know? 
um, yeah, a bunch of adults partying. You know that the whole mood changes, the atmosphere changes. It goes from lighthearted to like you start hearing the accusations, you start hearing you know the the pushes and the shoves, and then you know down to the all all out brawls. But do you think like when you look back, did that like when did you find out like, or how did you find out that comedy was was an escape for you? Um, you know, it's kind of funny how, how things, sometimes things come to be, right? You don't understand it and you don't really have an explanation for it. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, I tend to be more of an introvert. Mm. Um, it's not really my style to walk into a room and be like the loudest guy in the room. Yeah. And like, I'm okay. I'm okay with like hugging the wall and being cool. Like, you know, like just kicking back. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I know, I know this idea of what it is of me, but I found the find a, for me, it was like finding a good balance. Like, you know, uh, cause some people, I, they got this idea of a comedian of like, Oh, they're really loud and they're really outgoing and look at me and blah, blah, blah. As soon as they walk in the room. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, like I said, you know, I mean, sometimes I know I can be that and, and, and sometimes my d- job dictates that, you know, but I'm, co- I'm comfortable more on this side of things too. Uh, the way comedy kind of transpired and came about was, um, you know, I was kind of one of these guys that was kind of like a chameleon growing up, right? Yeah. You find different, uh, you find different people and you kind of learn to blend in with them. I found like a way of blending in was just being able to laugh with all of them. And, um, so you would get it, uh, you know, growing up on a res, you have like different groups of friends. You had like the basketball players, right? So, you know, you learn how to hang with them and you know, how it takes to get along that. Then you have them party animals, right? (laughs) Them guys that are partying on the weekend. Then you would have, um, Like you know the the I don't know how to say it any other way, but the weed smoking friends, you know your pothead buddy, like you, you know that that group of people, and they were they were all different, you know. Then you had you know people that you got along with who uh, you know just kind of did their own thing. Maybe they were artsy. Maybe they were in the powwow club, right? Maybe they were in the Native American club, um, you know, at, at whatever walked of life. And so I just kind of learned to blend in there. And whenever I was, um, I have an uncle, and uh, his name's J.R. Redwater, and um, he he was a really big comedian back in the day. Yeah, like he was. Uh, he's really big. He's been on Showtime. He's the only native comedian that's been on cable TV in the United States with his own stand-up comedy special, one-hour special. Nice. Uh, and it was on Showtime. It was called Full-Blooded Hilarious, J.R. Redwater. And then um, he was on the uh, Powell Comedy Jam. He has uh, his own little comedy group called the Chiefs of Comedy that they're still, they're still out doing things. And um, he was on the uh, Going Native, the American Indian Comedy Slam with like Charlie Hill and um, all the old school guys, Von Eagle Bear, Mark Yaffe, Jim Rule, 
uh, Howie Miller, Larry Omaha. Larry's the old school cat. He's really good. He's probably, you know, um, so it's kind of like the Indian Kings of comedy, right? Yes. And so my uncle was, um, uh, he's, I don't know how to describe it. If, if, if I could describe it, he's, uh, he's the goat of Indian comedy, of native comedy. Like knowing what I know about comedy and the principles and the foundation, uh, that I learned from him, uh, doing stand up wise, like I've never seen anybody do what he's done. And he kind of got me into it. Um, this uh, 18 years ago, he's like, He's like, I sobered up. I was in treatment, and he came and did a show at my treatment center, you know, like real Indian stuff, right? Hey, uh, Milo's graduating treatment, you know, and, like, he happened to be doing a show nearby, and he's like, yeah, I'll swing through, and then they were like, hey, will you do a show, you know, and so he ended up doing a comedy show at my at my graduation graduation ceremony for treatment, you know? And, yeah. uh Probably, like, two weeks later after graduating treatment, like, he called me, and he's like, you know, uh, um, you think about doing comedy? You always been kind of, you know, goofy. And I was there when he started doing comedy. I was out and, uh, and I remember writing jokes at the table with him when I was like a teenager. Yeah. Um, cause for, for, for probably like one school year, I, I went out to California. I left the res and he lived out in California. And, uh, you know, he's like, I'm going to start doing comedy. And like, we didn't even know what that was, you know, I don't even know what that was. And, um, anyways, he started doing like stand up and stuff. So I remember sitting at the table and we'd just be sitting there and we'd be writing notes, like what we thought was funny. And, uh, he started and, you know, a couple of years later, I'm graduating treatment after, you know, uh, get running around, getting in trouble. And he's like, yeah, you should try it out. And, uh, you know, probably like a month went by. And then he called me back up and he's like, Hey, you write any jokes? And I was like, no. And he's like, um, next month I got a show. I want you to come and open the show for me. You know, I'll, I'll pay you. Like, you know, and so I was like, all right. So I got a notebook and I started writing, started writing jokes that I didn't even know. My first joke was about red ducks. You know, um, And like, like I think that clip's still on the internet. Like, I think it's still on YouTube. There's like a, a bit that I wrote about res dogs. It was like, uh, as soon as I hit the, as soon as I hit the res line, you know, yeah. out in the country, as soon as I hit the res line, for some reason there was a res dog there, standing there, you know, and it's almost like it escorted me into the into the res. Like, what the heck, man? You know, way out in the middle of nowhere by the res sign or the res dog sitting there and start following me in and uh you know with and so i've made a joke about it it was just you know some quick little jokes and stuff about res dogs and you know that was my first joke i went and i um ended up opening a show for him and ever since then like like i never thought it would be lead to this yeah. you know like like um i was just a young man trying to get off his feet trying to learn sobriety and comedy came in and, um, kind of been intertwined ever since. And, um, you know, 
it's just really weird. Like I can't really describe, you know, it's not like, it's not like I was born and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of, you know, something that I've learned to roll with now. No, that's kind of funny that you say that, like you're more comfortable, like being an introvert, you know, cause I can kind of identify with that. Everything that we do is kind of public, right? Like we host a show, we do all that, but I'm comfortable. Like, Dog, I'm comfortable chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm I'm my yeah. own like I can be my own best friend, like, you know, like um yeah. like not not having not that I don't like people, but it's like it's almost like a I feel like that's where like creativity is born. Right? Like living life as a creative for like myself, it's like it's those times of solitude, those times where your mind's just running and then like for yourself, I don't know, like I can't speak for that, but I can just imagine like that's where the jokes come from. That's where the recharge comes from. You know what I mean? Um, but I think it's also, I think it's amazing too, like it's it's delved into this career for yourself, like where you're able to travel the country. And that's kind of like where I ran into you was, you know, you were on the live, remember, on Instagram or something. And then you're like, hey, some natives. And my brother's like, hey, that's Milo Smith, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then you want to, you, yeah, you want to touch up, touch a little bit on that? No, that was funny, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't even know what you were doing in Minneapolis Airport. I know we share a baby with mama, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me yeah. And Randy, me, me and Randy share a baby mama. Yes. You know, she, and, and uh, you know, we got, uh, we whenever whenever she, she posts something, we go and angry react at it, you know? <laughs> And she'd be, and she'd be like, you know, I don't know why you guys do this. Like people think you guys are like that. Look underneath my fire selfie, and there's two guys that hate it. <laughs> Lifelong haters. I don't know if that's why. You, I don't know if it was your weekend that weekend, and maybe I thought it was my weekend, and we were both there, and I was just like, go ahead, it's your weekend, fine. <laughs> yeah, no, that was funny, man. Um. You know, it's really weird. I mean, um, you, you know, I think that's the time that I, I, I ran into you, like, it was Christmas time, wasn't it? Yeah, it was kind of right, um, not too long after. It was right before the 2020 shutdown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, uh, It was winter time. It was, like, in January, and then, like, I think, like, we got back to Montana, myself, my daughter, my brother. Then about a week or two later, that's when the 2020 shutdown happened. Yeah. So, so probably, yeah. No, I think it was Christmas time. Okay. I think it was Christmas time, but yeah, probably the year before BC. Okay. Before COVID. Yeah. Um. You know. Yeah, I was. I think I was doing like all these Christmas parties, and you know, when you get that type of, uh, and you get that type of momentum, like people like. People don't understand, like, there's another side of, like, doing comedy and traveling and stuff. And, like, along, like, you know, that part of it is, is travel. But, you know, it's, and then I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, I've learned to look at it as a blessing because, like, you know, there's crazy. Like, sometimes you never know. Like, uh, there's certain spots where I stood in in the United States or, you know, and just been like, man, like, you know, this might be the only time that I stand in this spot mm -hmm. ever. Yes. You know, you ever think like that? Like, you know, and, and so like I stand there and, you know, kind of look around and take it in from time to time. But at the same time, 
creator might bless you to stand in that spot twice. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so, um, you know, just get, uh, just when you're creating that type of mo- momentum and you're kind of traveling and you're trying to take everything all in, like I've kind of learned, to, you know, to take it in a positive way. Sometimes it has its, you know, travels, uh, the travels have its um, hardships for sure. But, you know, trying to, trying to let people know like, hey, this is how it is when I travel. So I try to go live from time to time and show people like, hey, you know, I'm here or this is what happens, you know, and things like that. And so I was like, I think I was just walking to the airport and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, uh, I think I just delayed that time too. Yeah. I think that's I think what you're I doing. Like, yeah. I was, so I was just killing time and I was like, well, I might as well go live and, you know, kind of, have, you know, hang out with people on live and kind of associate and, um, you know, come walking by and, uh, there you are. You know, I'm I'm all live on Facebook, and uh, you know, I look over, and you see some greasy big guy, right? Yeah. And you know how natives are. It's like when you walk into Walmart and you see other people that could potentially be native. You know how you look at them at first. You kind of check them out. Like, are they? They look like it. And you walk closer, you know, and you could kind of, oh, they are native. Like you check each other out like that. <laughs> no, the universal head nod. Yeah, head nod. Yeah. Hey, you cool? <laughs> you cool? <laughs> and yeah, at Panda Express, you know, there's Randy was sitting there, and you know, whatever. Like, it's kind of funny that they were li- watching my live while I'm walking by, and uh, you know, real cool guy. He's like, you know, why don't you jump off the live and uh, pay for our dinner? So. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, man. We're gonna we're gonna load up here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Panda Express. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Um Josiah just shot us a text and he wanted to, you know, like I don't know if you had anything else that you wanted to share with everybody. Um any, you know, whatever, but Josiah wanted us to let you know that he really appreciates you coming on. Um, blessings for you, and you know we hope we we hope to continue to build here. Um, but any anything that's on your you know that you wanted to share as part of your story, whatever you're comfortable with. Oh well, yeah, no, I mean, uh, you know, I uh, there's been some things that have um, you know what I've learned about trauma, right? Yeah. Uh, here, here, I just fielded a call today kind of centered around mental health and, and, uh, you know, I wanted to, I, I, it was my first time that I get the opportunity, but I've been working towards it is, uh, you know, I want to work with the young men, you know, in the aspect of, uh, you know, some of our teenagers and, and try to say them uncomfortable things yes. to them that, that they probably need to hear growing up in the type of environments that I explained that I kind of depicted, you know, you got kids out there that are walking around that um, don't have any coping skills, that have seen trauma, yes. that are, um, you know, they're staying at auntie's house tonight because mom's on meth, dad's in jail, grandma's at bingo. They have no outlet. They have nobody to go to, you know, and uh, and maybe school's the only place they eat. Like that's somebody's story walking around on a reservation and it's a common one at yes. that, you know, they, these kids are learning how to um, take care of themselves and raise themselves. And they're probably not, because the same way that I was, 
I wasn't given, you know, coping skills that, that you know, the uh, effects that trauma has on, on, on the brain. Um, you know, these things aren't taught to us, emotional intelligence and maturity. They're, 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 we aren't sat down because they're hard conversations to have within the family dynamics, uh, let alone having a healthy uh, family member. And, you know, that's, that's some of people's struggles out on the reservation too. And so, you know, it's something that I've been focusing on for a little while now and learning about and learning about the psychology of stuff around it. You know, there's different things that transpire, you know, um, and, and when you turn to alcohol and drugs, you know, to try to ease that pain because you don't know how to, you know, to, to, to deal with things, you know, it's kind of funny. The alcohol makes it come out. Yes. You know, you see the kid, you see the kid crying, you know, crying for help. Like, Hey, you know, nobody loves me, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Or, or this happened to me when I was young, like I hurt, I hate that person. And, uh, you know, they don't know how to necessarily deal with that pain. And the funny thing is, is you know, um, some of my childhood and past traumas have, you know, I've really had to look at myself and look in the mirror and, and, and disassociate myself from ego and look at it and have the honest talk with myself. Like, you know, I need to get better. I need to do better. Like I need to, I need to fight this guy in the mirror. You know, if I could conquer that guy, uh, you know, I can, I, I can start growing and, and working towards my goals in a more healthier way. And, um, you know, a lot of times that, uh, that's something that I've been big on now, yeah. been on a, on a real, um, you know, real, uh, mental health, um, excursion for myself for a little while now. And, uh, you know, here I am. 37 years old, you know, uh, uh, traveling as a comedian and speaker and, uh, 18 years of being sober and I finally turned around to, um, you know, do that, do that shadow work, do that, you know, the things in the past that you put off. And I finally understand that now, why they, why they preach that in, you know, in the well variety movement and, and, uh, you know, culture wise, like, and, uh, spirituality wise, you know, religion wise, that, that, that part, like I've, 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 it's new to me. And so, you know, it kind of feels good to be like, Oh, like, man, you know, it's almost like walking in to like a, a room and being excited again. Like, wow. Like, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, it's pretty fresh. It's almost, you get a second, you get to look at the world through a second set of eyes and, and, uh, almost rejuvenating. That's crazy how you were, you know, you were talking about, um, you know, disassociating from the ego, doing that shadow work. And, you know, I shoot, I was practicing alcoholic, drug addict for, you know, about 26 years since I was about 11 years old. And I'm just now figuring that stuff out myself too, you know, like uh, after being uh, sober for 10 years now. And, and, and it's tough, dude, it's tough to look inside yourself and see all some of that stuff, you know, and, you know, uh, uh, that shadow work and, and I think like for me, one of the biggest things was, um, you know, what, what, what jumped out at me when you, when you were talking was, you know, disassociating yourself from that, from that person, because I've always said, you know, like that, 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 that was the, the me that was out there using, drinking, um, 
doing all that dumb shit that we do on the res that that isn't that isn't our true self right i think like for me i I always say that you know when we're under the influence of whatever kind of chemical that 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 we're using is that we're it's almost like being possessed you know it's like a possession like a demon possession and we do things we say things and we act in a certain way that isn't our true selves because you know we weren't born that way we I mean we learn a lot of stuff by the shit that we that we go through and the things that we see uh just walking out our front door some people see it in their 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 household you know but um i just wondered you know like what does that process look like for you when 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 you're going through that as far as you, you know, know it's, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, as far as, you know, um, uh, taking that, that, that long, hard look at yourself, because that, I, I think that's where a lot of people are kind of, you know, they get stuck because it's, it's hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's uncomfortable. I mean, I've had to look at it in aspects of like, you know, um, you know, I sit here at the desk and, uh, you know, it's my little, even though it's my, my, my boom boom room. It's also my, you know, it's also my uh, place to study. You know, yeah. Like I got all these um, self help books. Uh, in therapy, uh, I have very you know educated friends in the field of wellness, and so talking this stuff constantly. But um, you know, the funny thing is, is you know, I was like, I'm sober. I'm good. You know, I'm out here and I'm trying. Like, that's good enough. I'm, I'm a comedian. I'm trying to make it. Uh, you know, and that's the, that was the ego talking, right? That was, uh, uh, um, and he, through inevitably life, it tends to happen to people. And uh, sometimes the Band-Aid gets ripped off that's been masking a wound that's uh, never been properly healed. Mm. And so, uh, that that wound opens up and you're covering it, but it doesn't stop bleeding. You know? Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is a deep wound. Like, hey, this is, you know, this is going to take some time to heal. And uh, no, I, no, no better way than this to sit down and look at it and what do I have to do? And, uh, that's when you have that real conversation, you know, you got to put away that, you know, Oh, I'm sober. You got to put away that, you know, Oh, I'm doing this. Cause those are just things that you're putting in front to hide from what caused this, what caused that wound. Now for me, um, you know, I'm comfortable sharing it. I had a lot of core issues surrounding childhood abandonment, you know, um, and uh, that came from my childhood. I kind of, you know, explained some of that, you know, getting taken away from my from my mother, you know, that the, the disconnect that happens in there. And, uh, you know, I had been, um, you know, sexually abused by multiple people, family members, and 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 you know, some male and some female. And out of different situations, I was able to identify, like, you know, I had a real, um, I had issues with women, and that would come out in different aspects, you know, um, trusting women, 
you know, that kind of became a big one. And, uh, you know, always kind of keeping people at arm's length and you, you have betrayal trauma, things happen, you know, and I always avoided it. And, um, and I had to sit down and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, you rewire when you begin that process, you know, you go through a lot of the times is uh, you journal these things. You journalists, uh, you know, and I found myself writing an article, you know, uh, in the journal and, um, your sexual abuse, but it was, it was in the notes and this thing was like this, I was scrolling like this and this was just under one traumatic area of sexual abuse and recounting the events that had taken place there. And, um, you know, as I wrote it, I cried. Mm. recounting events and um, I felt weak I felt vulnerable you know and these feelings of the of not being good enough you know they, they, they started to arise and um, you know it, it, it took a minute it took a minute to process and um, you know and the path became more and more clear as I started doing that work. Uh, almost to a point where it became liberating. Mm. It was like I had this baggage that had been carrying around forever and now it's finally unloading them. Now it's finally getting rid of it. And uh, after we, I, like I, I, I had to you know, put myself in a space of forgiving these people. But at night, when you lay in bed, that your mind starts playing tricks on you. Because you've been conditioned. Because of life and the circumstances that we've been through, we've been conditioned that that voice in our head is trying to creep back in. It tries to say, it tries to say things to you again. It tries to say, you weren't good enough. You ain't, you ain't shit. You think you're good? You know, all them things. Like, that's why you, that's why this didn't work out for you. You'll never be and then my, that, 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 that starts playing its tricks on you. And you start feeling like that on the inside. You start feeling little again. And you're like, man, where'd this come from? This came from my childhood and them experiences when I said, you know, hey, imagine what they would do to you if, if, if that was you. You're just little. You know, you start feeling that feeling. You're like, oh, that's where that came from. So, you know, you condition your mind to think that way. And um, as I unpacked all of it and let it go. I was like, okay, like, hey, it was unfortunate that I had to go through that things, um, but I can't hold on to it. It's time to let it go, forgive all of it, and it's time to build a better life, not only for myself, but I got kids now too. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm proud to say, like, hey, they never seen me drunk or high. I feel bad they see me upset. You know, they've seen me get angry, uh, and I try to, I'm trying to live better now. And so there's been different philosophies that uh, I've been learning about and has really helped me um, like uh, stoicism, you know, Marcus Aurelius and, and, and there's a community online based on that of maintaining your, your frame, your posture in the world and uh, trying to control yourself, your emotions, you know, not reacting out of anger, you know, different things like that. And so, you know, 
implying those teachings and grabbing from different areas. And so even like that book, I said, you know, change your thoughts, change your life. Uh, this one right here really helped a lot decoding your emotional blueprint. You know, that one was kind of centered around trauma. Where, where did that pattern begin in the family? And, uh, a lot of us for an Indian country, you could pinpoint that to the boarding school area. You know, our, our, um, grandmas and grandpas went through the abuses and, um, subconsciously they created these patterns, you know, because it felt familiar to them. And so, um, they pass it on to our, 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 our parents and our parents were recovering from trauma at their age, you know, from, from our, from the things that they went through. And, um, you know, then it, it, it's our turn. Then what are we going to do? So you, you see that, like, that's the kind of a beautiful thing is you see a lot of stuff online, Facebook and stuff where it's like, you know, people are recognizing that and they're being proactive on trying to, um, change that dynamic, like, you know, breaking generational curses and, and trauma and stuff like that. And, um, you know, the power of the mind is a beautiful thing. Uh, they call it rewiring your neuroplasticity. So changing from, you know, bad thinking thoughts that come and creep in your head. So, you know, I'll, I'll lay in bed at night and I'll catch myself a bad thought will creep in and I'm like, literally like, nah, and think something different. And you know, what's funny is, uh, good things started to happen. Yeah. You know, it's uh, crazy. I've given different examples of things that have happened to me. Uh, it's kind of funny. If you ask, if you ask God, you know, he'll give it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I hate to sound cheesy like that. You know, there's been different things that have transpired in my life where I was like, wow, like, you know, that, that, that I don't want to waste that though. You know, like, I don't want to, cause one of the things that was told to me was like, you know, if you, you ask God, he'll give it to you, but you better make sure that you can handle it. You might not ever get it again. Wow. And so, you know, that saying like, you know, be careful what you pray for. Right. Like, yes. um, so there's, like I said, you know, there's different aspects there, you know, God creator, has shown and uh, you know I've been like hey man I better just chill then I was just playing you know <laughs> unless you're gonna really get colors I was just playing you know that's crazy when you, you you're talking about you know a lot of things that <clears throat> I, I, I you know I I study myself you know that um, and one of the things that that kind of came to mind is you know we're always creating whether it's good or bad. You know, and like thoughts become things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and of course that, that neuroplasticity stuff. If you listen to some of our other episodes, I talk a little bit about it, but I think it's really, really, I think it's pretty awesome, you know, to listen to you talk about those kind of things because, <clears throat> you know, it's one of those, you know, like like I'm always like this, this spiritual journey, it's a journey and not really a destination for me. So just like uh, picking up um, just like you said, kind of different disciplines and stuff. And one of the things I, I, I realized, you know, early on in my, my uh, recovery was I would start with spirituality and then that would kind of turn me into, turn me on to like biology and then from biology you go to physics and then physics turns into, you know, so every time I opened a door and I would start getting into something, 
it would open two more doors and I would walk through those and start studying. And then what I realized in the end was that everything was connected. You know, every, everything is speaking truth, but they're all using different words, right? And, um, but I, I, I think it's just kind of, I think it's really cool that, you know, you were sharing all that stuff and, you know, uh, about your walk. Yeah, no, man, I appreciate it because, like, one thing that I'm finding really helpful lately has been journaling because you, uh, growing up as native males, like, we're not taught these coping skills. But, like, learning these things so that our children don't have to go through what we went through. Like, we found out the hard way, right, like, that we didn't handle things the best way. And and I know, like, like for myself, like, we use boxing, you know, to take these kids in, the, in, the, in, in town that are, you know, that are battling things. Maybe they don't have that strong male figure. But I find out, like, for myself, like, not being a boxer. Like, I don't have that in my background, you know. But finding my role on a team is, like, to speak life into those that are struggling. To let them know that, hey, man, like, you do have what it takes, you are strong. You do. You're you're worthy of being here. Like, and and then especially like when we get to the national level, and seeing these tough native kids, these tough Mexican kids, like these kids that come from the other side of the tracks, and they get to that national level in, in a national competition, being like, "Yo, like you belong here. Your hard work yeah. puts you here." You know, yeah. and and come, you know, like now, like our boxing gym, our head coach's name is Stuart Strever. But he's produced 14 national champions, and my daughter is one of them. You know, out of the little town of, of, of Billings, like we're making noise on a national level. But that's where I find myself, like my role on a team is to take these kids that may be struggling, maybe they don't feel comfortable sharing that, but also letting them know like, hey, in that disappointment, you can feel you can feel sad. It's okay to let them tears out. It's okay. Yeah. You know, like it's okay. You're still man. You're still strong, you know, yeah. but, but get rid of that. But everything that you're battling through in life, everything that you're going through, you let it out in that ring, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. just translate like, bro, like I had a full circle moment, like when my daughter fought in Kansas city and she lost but I was reminded of a prayer that I prayed nine years previous to that day. That I would be a father to my daughter. And in her time of distress, when she lost a heartbreaking fight, like she, she gave it everything. And man, she was distraught, bro. Like tears were flowing. She like, and I'm sitting there like going through the range of emotions as a father. Cause in my eyes, she clearly won. And she ran up and she found me and she just hugged me and I just held her and she cried, bro. Yeah. But the thought hit me in that moment. Like, man, I prayed for days like this. I prayed that I would be this dad. And it, it really like spoke to me like, Hey man, you, you're at where you're at. You may never get this opportunity again, but you're here today. You know, and to be thankful, like, and I say it time and time again on this show is like, man, I paid for peace in my life. Just like you, man, my daughter hasn't seen me drunk or high. She gets to go to sleep in a house where there's nobody using alcohol or drugs. 
She doesn't yeah. have to worry. And that piece that we paid for is too expensive to let anybody or anything come and take that away. Man, thank you, man, for coming and, you know, like sharing that. That good. No, that good. It's, uh, it's to come and be in your guys' space, you know? I mean, honestly, uh, you know, my uh, this, this is a, a platform that, you know, is relatively new to me, and so I'm grateful for the opportunity. I know you guys are good dudes. If you guys were rugged guys, you know, I wouldn't have came on. I don't just be <laughs> popping out of nowhere. Like, uh, you know, there's a certain aspect that, you know, obviously we have this, you know, and we have different things in common. You know, one of my daughter's box, you know, we, and, and yeah. we followed your guys. You know, um, and, and like I said, you know, that part of it is there where, I, like I said, I recognize goodness over here. And so it was honored to come and be in your guys' uh, in your guys's camp for a little bit. You know, next time I get through, uh, Billings, I'll hit you up, man. Last time I went through Billings was uh, in January. I had a four-hour layover because of Cape Air, man. I should have hit you up and we could have went and got some barbecue or something. For real, man. You got my number. You know, you got my number, man. No, You're more no. than welcome. Huh? You always ghost me. You always ghost me whenever <laughs> I come to you, you text me <laughs> on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, bro, I'm really busy today. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting at home playing 2K. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, we, we always end the, <laughs> we always end the show, and, and, and you're off the hot seat now. Like, is there any questions that you had for us? Like, that you, you know, just, or did you, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I guess they're not really questions. I just want to encourage you, brothers, in your work. In, 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 in your purpose, what you're doing, the message, it's, it's all needed, you know, it's all needed. And especially for the demographic of people that you guys are probably aiming for, you know, we need um, strong, healthy native dudes, you know, and we need that, we need that, I guess, how would you say? We need that people like you in that space to be doing that, no matter whatever it is be as simple as being a boxing coach it could be as simple as you know offering words you know i know you're uh uh, uh one of the guys is a part of well the well variety movement training to be a you know a, a consultant or a trainer a facilitator you know you got the other brother here shared you know just good words and and, and educating themselves because this is the part that's important and, and, and is needed like you know, we got a lot of a lot of a lot of brothers out there that never break that cycle and never want to make that effort. They just want to continue, you know, the, them cycles of negativity, of abuse, and and um, you know, you see that. And so, this my hats off to you guys. You know, yeah, oh, you know, you know, it's a, like I said, it's an honor to be here amongst you guys. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the honor's all ours. Thank you for coming on, you know, sharing all that good stuff. And uh, you're always welcome back. You know, and next time you won't be on the hot seat, you'll just be the co-host. Yo, I, I, I'm down, man. I'm down. Come on. I'll, I'll, I'll bring her to next time, too. I'll be like, hey, you know, come join us over here, and then we'll jump them. We'll jump them with questions. <laughs> jump them with questions. <laughs> All right, man. Like, yeah. 
Go, what were you saying? No, I was going to say more, but I was like, hey, I better just let them wrap up. I don't be that old guy that just keeps on talking all the time. <laughs> I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. <laughs> 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 nah, man, we appreciate you, man. Episode 175 of We Are Unspoken Words. Milo, man, appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, sharing that strength and that hope. JC, you got anything to add? All I can say is uh, thank you for coming on, coming back. And to all our listeners, if you're out there, man, hit that like, subscribe, hit us up on with email, however you guys want to do it. Give us some ideas, give us your feedback, anything you want to say. And I think that's think that's about it. Yeah, shout out to Josiah and Indio down there in Colorado Springs yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, they they got hungry, so they they cut it, they 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 dipped out on us. But hey, man, when you got you got to eat. Yeah. Eat and yeah. no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, that thank- per- huh? That per diem, you yeah. know, they got that per diem, and they're like, "Bro, let's go ball out." Like, <laughs> yep, they got to get that good food, man. All right. Yeah. Uh-ho. 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 Lessons, brothers. Later. Yep. Later, yeah. man. Later. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk. Now sit back, relax, and listen to some real talk.